0: Welcome to the Rich Feet Podcast with Dr. Tanisha Richmond. This podcast is sponsored by the Richmond Foot and Ankle Clinic, where they specialize in happy feet. Each episode highlights the best of Dr. Richmond's radio show, providing bite-sized clips of advice. Let's jump right into the show. Yes, it is.
1: 66 degrees, and we want to say good (laughs) afternoon. It's your Saturday. How are you?
0: I am blessed. I'm alive. I can breathe on my own. It's a good day.
1: Yeah, it is a wonderful day. It is a wonderful day. That that CD at first didn't want to kick in. We said, What's going on now? Corona better get out of here. Leave us alone this afternoon. We're not
0: going to have it. Yeah, having a lot of technical difficulties. (laughs)
1: But you know what? All in all, everyone seems to be.
0: Yeah. Getting through. Yeah, we're I mean, we're getting through. I think I'm very proud of our governor. He's really taking a good really taking good care of Ohio. Our numbers are great. You know, all the things they said could have happened didn't happen and I'm very thankful. Well I'm, I'm excited to see what he decides to do for next week, for Monday next is month. It's going to
1: be an interesting day. Yeah,
0: so he announces uh what we can do and cannot do and I hope I can get my dog's toenails cut. (laughs) Maybe sit in a restaurant with spacing. Oh, it's been time. (laughs) It's been time. I tried to cut his nails and cut him, and that was traumatic. I had to go watch videos. (laughs) <laughs> and play veterinarian. So, so
1: you're ready for, for the veterinarian. I'm ready for the tonight.
0: professionals. Yeah, let
1: the vents <laughs> open up on Monday, right? So we can take care of those pets. Well, Dr. Richmond, we're stepping in the name of
0: love. Yes. It's
1: Footsteps for Life here yes. on the fourth Saturday, and it's hard to believe we're here April 25th.
0: I know i
1: this
0: time i think we're i feel like i'm in a, tw- a time warp I keep saying we're on as the corona turns. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you have to find the laughter and humor in it, yeah. oh, in spite of what's going on. We know oh, yeah. everyone out
0: there is staying safe.
1: Oh, yeah. And making good conscious decisions when they do have to go out, because we know we do.
0: Yes, we do. We do have to go out. I actually came from the mall on my way in. I was at Menards. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new mall. That's your new
1: mall. It's amazing. that like, I'm going to the mall. Where's your mall?" Oh, um, the M- store, the Myers, store, Walmart, Kroger. <laughs> it is amazing. That yeah, is definitely our new normal. So you're doing great today. And- yeah,
0: I'm doing fine. Yeah. You know, I I had to, you know, I had to change my whole intake. I had to go more spiritual, gospel, listening to sermons, anything. Other than the news, because it 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 just brings you down. You, if you, I mean, I listen to the news for the updates, but after that, you have to just cut it off and go to something positive to take your mind off of all this. You'll just go crazy. I mean, the news is just uh, just beating us down <laughs> with this. We're already being beat down by the virus, but if you watch the news continually, it will really depress you.
1: It's interesting that you would bring that up, Dr. Richmond, because I know there was a doctor on TV the other day who talked to about now more than ever, we have to be intentional about making sure we take care of our inner space, our yes. inner peace.
0: Our um, mental health.
1: Our, yeah, our inner, our inner peace, our inner calm, our inner stability. It's so crucial right now. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that unfortunately um, are snapping or losing it and have a lot of anxiety and yeah. they have to get back to that place of peace within themselves to yes. continue to get through every
0: day. Yes, you do. And, you know, the one thing that the someone said yesterday that was slightly correct is sunlight. And we do need sunlight because we do get depressed without sunlight and sunlight may help with other issues. But now that it's warming up, we need to get outside. I tell my patients, you know, even though you're in the house, go sit on your porch Hang out in your backyard, take your dog for a walk, go for a walk, mm-hmm. but get outside and get some sunlight, get some air and listen to the birds. Because I was outside the other day and I was just looking at the birds and I'm like, the birds don't know there's a virus. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> they just are chirping and doing their thing. But, you know, the world is still going on, even though we're in the midst of this, you know, you have to look out and see you know, this too will pass. It, it's going to take time. We will never have the old normal. We'll always have a new normal. But like everything else in life, we just adjust and keep it moving.
1: Absolutely. And speaking of moving, uh, your show is entitled Footsteps for Life. and. We're not going to stop with the hands
0: of time, but, you know, <laughs> heel pain may stop you, right? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of heel pain, especially for people working in factories, working in grocery stores, or anywhere where they stand a lot. So, you know, when you first come in with heel pain, first thing I do an examination, I'm looking at, first I'm looking at your foot in general, looking at your foot type. Do you have a flat foot, a high arch, low arch? Um, now, does that make a
1: difference? Doctor? Yes, difference? it, it does. does. Okay.
0: So, people who are flat-footed generally get heel pain more than people with high arches. So, the, when the foot is completely flat, what you call your plantar fascia, which is a tissue that attaches on your heel bone, it's usually more tight. It's t- more taunt. So, that's why they'll get like the heel spurs, mm-hmm. and all the heel spur is, is that tissue pulling on your heel bone. So, it's not like an extra, well, it is an extra piece of bone, but it's inside that tissue. So people always say, Oh, well, I got them heel spurs. And if I get them heel spurs removed, my pain will go away. Not necessarily, mm-hmm. because that's inflammation. So generally, what we'll do is we'll have them come in, we'll get x rays. And the reason I get x rays, because I want to rule out other reasons why you could have heel pain. So it could be like a bone cancer, it could be a fracture,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it could be a lot of different things that. I may not have thought of, but I always want to exclude everything so we can treat the main problem. Then we always talk about the stretching, the different things you could do at home, icing. And then we talk about the infamous heel spur injection. And that's where they inject the heel with lidocaine and steroid right into the heel. And then I can always send you out for physical therapy as well. There are some physical therapy sites still open.
1: heel pain can get that intense that you need physical
0: therapy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, I can tape the foot, like, with the taping you see on the athletes, I can tape their foot. But most people get better with just orthotics, which is the inserts that go in the shoes. And that's just because they bring the ground up to the arch, and it supports the tissue and that inflammation calms down but sometimes like my factory workers i i will take them off for a week or two and generally they'll get better but it's just their body has to rest so when you take them off are they wearing a boot or just a they're heel just insert? off well they're in their orthotics they're their just orthotics. off okay because they're working like eight, ten, twelve shift, twelve hour shifts. So it's
1: important to wear the
0: proper shoes then if you're gonna be a factory yeah. worker on yeah. your feet a lot. Okay. Well proper shoes and orthotics. And orthotics. Because you're see. 'cause you're just standing and they're generally standing in one spot. So that tissue you have to think the band of tissue may be half an inch or maybe a quarter of an inch thick. It's holding your all your body weight. <laughs> for those eight to 10 hours that you're standing and you, in and, and,
1: and a serious note if you have more body weight it's even more oh pressure. yes
0: because okay. yeah i see a lot of people who are overweight you know two three hundred pounds and you have to think all of that body weight is on that band of tissue that's supporting your body weight so you know we can have the talk about losing weight but in the meantime, we have to get you out of pain now, mm-hmm. you know, you, by you doing exercising, walking. And then the fact that your feet don't hurt, you may become more active mm-hmm. and burn more calories. But I'm trying to get you out of that pain acutely. I
1: see. So and a lot of it. Could it come from uh, the rubbing, the way a shoe rubs
0: on your body? Well, that's more a callus. That's more of a callus. Okay. Yeah, that's a callus or a corn. Same thing. <laughs> People are like, no, that's a callus. No, it's a corn. It's <laughs> same thing. So it's the thickening of skin caused by pressure. So wherever your body rubs chronically, you would get a callus. Now, in a diabetic, what happens to them, they don't feel pain. So that callus rubs until it rubs a hole in their foot or gives them a blister. You mean
1: a literal
0: hole? A hole hole. Yes, a hole. If you Google diabetic foot ulcer, (laughs) you can see a picture and it's a hole. Like I have a patient now, he's completely neuropathic, which means he has no feeling in his feet. I'm treating one ulcer. I saw him yesterday. He had a new ulcer. And that's because he don't want to wear his diabetic shoes. He want to be stylish. But he may be missing some more toes. No wonder you say take care of your feet. You only
1: have two. We don't.
0: Yes, yes. But have I have, places. I have very a lot of hard headed patients. They just won't listen to me. Some listen, but some want to be stylish. talking about I'm not gonna wear a diabetic shoe until Jordan's makes a diabetic shoe. Ah, <laughs> wow. uh, so okay. Well, you won't have a foot by then. But okay, you put your prosthetic foot in.
1: So the, can you talk a little bit about, are there differences in the orthotics uh, that you wear mm-hmm. uh, when you have the heel pain? Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Well, there's... I mean, you. there's a kind that are like over-the-counter. Then you have that one store I see on TV. You know, I can't really condone anything except for what I personally deal with, which I have orthotics in my office. I have dress shoe orthotics. I have children's orthotics. I have softer orthotics, harder orthotics. I have orthotics specific to your foot type, like if you have a flat foot, a wide foot. So I know what I use. So basically, I go off my examination to give you an orthotic that's going to help you the most. So I know if you have extremely flat feet, you can't tolerate an orthotic with an arch in it. Like I'm completely flat. So I can't wear certain orthotics. They hurt my arch. So I I mean, being a podiatrist, I know, okay, this person's flat. They need this style versus that style. So like when people buy stuff off the internet, it's kind of hard because everyone doesn't have the same foot. Like genetically, I would say 80% of black people are all flat footed. Why is that? I think it's just genetics probably goes back to slavery and it could just go all the way back to Africa because I, when I don't recall when you see people in Africa wearing shoes. So genetically, over thousands of years, we've just developed flat feet. And it could be just because of the kind of lifestyle we lived in Africa. We were nomadic. We walked, everything like that. So we just developed flat feet. But if I see a black person with a high arch, I get excited. Really? <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> Most black people are flat I mean, completely flush to the ground. Wow. I may see a person with a little bit of an arch, but not a high arch. Right. The only people I see with high arches are usually uh, a European descent. Okay, interesting.
1: So, speaking of those uh, individuals that have that are have flat feet, are there certain things that they shouldn't do? Like, should they never walk barefooted, or limited?
0: Well, they shouldn't really walk barefoot a lot. And I would say, I always talk about those, those either like a Nike, the hard house shoes or like a Birkenstocks, or the, I always say those ugly brown house shoes. They used to sell at Walmart. They are like made out of a uh, brown plastic. They have like a built-in arch, but something with a little bit of an arch just to support your arch. Because when you're completely flat, you have no support. So it needs a little help, not a lot, but a little help. And then, of course, if you notice, like me, I can't walk barefoot for long periods of time. I can't walk anywhere for long distances of time without my orthotics because my feet will start to hurt. But I, I've learned that over the years, I have to wear my orthotics, otherwise I'll get heel pain too.
1: Interesting. So, those individuals that you know have complete, I know some people have really, really, really flat feet. I mean, there's yeah. like nothing there. Yeah. So, they should probably be wearing
0: orthotics. orthotics. But some cases you can get what's called posterior tibial tendon dysfunction. Okay. Can so, you that, say that
1: again,
0: <laughs> posterior tibial tendon dysfunction. And what is that? That is a tendon that supports your arch, and sometimes it ruptures or tears. Usually it happens to people later in life, 60s and olders, and you'll see someone's arch completely drop like they're almost walking on their ankle. In that case, they have to wear what we call something like a Richie brace, which is a custom brace that has to be made. To support their ankle I and mean, we have to send them like to somewhere like hangar or a place that makes custom braces to support their ankle and it usually happens only on one side I rarely see both sides do it but if you'll see like an older person and you watching them walk and they're almost walking on their ankle joint that's uh, they have severe case of posterior tibial we call it posterior tibial tendonitis Sometimes it can be fixed, but it depends on the age and the health of the patient. Because that's what a lot of people don't understand. The older you get, the harder it is for you to heal. So I'll have an 80-year-old in my office wanting their hammer toes fixed. And I'm like, no. (laughs) No one's going to touch you. You're too old. You're too high risk for anesthesia. So that
1: should have maybe been done, what, 10 or 20 years?
0: 20, 20, 30 30 years years ago. If you have a bunion now and you are 20 years old, you are healthy, you have insurance, you can get off work, get it fixed. Do not wait 20 years later, because by 20 years from now, you may be unhealthy, you may be diabetic, you may have high cholesterol, you may have heart disease, and you may be too high risk to get it fixed. But if you're young and healthy, and it's bothering you now, I would say get it fixed while you're young and healthy, and you can rebound quickly from it versus mm-hmm. you waiting till you walk in my office at 85 <laughs> wanting your bunions fixed i'm like no one's gonna do that that's no a, <laughs> that's
1: a very interesting point that you make dr richmond because i know we do see that a lot we
0: tend to put things off
1: It's say oh it's not bothering me right now we well, yeah. deal with it later and later becomes 60 70 yes 80. and
0: it's too and it's too late and it's and people are like oh they discriminate no It's because you're older. The older you get, the higher your risk is for anesthesia. So
1: fix it quickly. Fix
0: it while you're young, you're healthy, you got leave, (laughs) you have time off. Like we're talking. Like I've had high school kids with juvenile bunions. You know, I always tell them, okay, if you want to have surgery, do it in the summer months while you're out. Well, now you're out, so you could do it now. And he just opened up the hospitals for elective surgery. So if that's something you that's bothering you, I would say get it addressed while you're young. And then also for children with flat feet, up to the age of 18, they can get their arches fixed surgically. But after 18, the bones stiffen and they're too stiff to get it fixed. But if your child has severe flat feet, I mean severe flat feet, where we say they're pronated, where they're almost walking on their little ankles, that's the time to bring them in, have them examined, because there are minor procedures. It's like a, it's called the MBA implant, MBA, and it's like a screw, but they put it into the ankle joint and make an internal arch. But that could be done before you're 18, and that's outpatient. You're in and out an hour, and you'll probably wear orthotics maybe for well the rest of your life or a few few years, but. That could fix your arches immediately, but that's up to 18.
1: Up to 18. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: So if they notice it in their infants, toddlers, they, they yeah. should bring that up. The doctor doesn't mention it. They should say, "Hey, listen, can I do something about this now? Yes.
0: They should see a podiatrist. Yes. <laughs> because. Go to their pediatrician and
1: go well, because lots
0: doctor. of times pediatricians, ortho will tell, oh, they just grow out of it. And it's like, well, that's true, but there's different things that, as a podiatrist could do, like we can help a child that's pigeon-toed. There's things called gate plates. So basically, if the child walks like pigeon-toed, we can give them a plate that would turn them straight. And they can wear this as their bones develop, so they'll develop straight and not walk like this mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. Or there's things that we, we would address that maybe... A pediatrician may say, oh, they'll just grow out of it. Like, you know, a podiatrist, we have a bad habit of watching people walk. So we'll walk, watch you walk and be like, okay, something's wrong in your hips, your knees, your Achilles, this, this, and this is wrong. We need to get this addressed. We can do this, this, and this for you, for your child. And we can help them walk correctly before they're 30, 40 years old and it's too late. Or just say 20 years old and it's too late because your bones ossify by 18.
1: So if they're under 18 and they want some corrective measures done to their feet and and even those on a smaller scale, aren't there shoes that they can wear when they're six, eight, nine months? Yeah, they have the
0: little shoes. They have the baby shoes. They even have braces. Like if a child is, say, born with club feet. Uh, uh, they, they, I don't do the taping, but there is a, a procedure where they actually can take the feet's ch- feet back normal because when they're so that young, they're so malleable, their tissue soft, their bones are soft, so they can actually cast them correctly. And then if they can't cast them correctly, they can do surgery on the child as they grow to help correct that. But it's like I said, again, it's easier for a child or a young person to recover from something like that versus a 20 to 50 year old, Mm -hmm. you know, where the stuff that I could do at 20, I can't do at 46. (laughs) So, and the things that I would think about trying, I would never try now. I mean, if it's broke, well, it's just broke. (laughs) I'm not going to get it fixed, but I know the, you know, the complications of, You know, trying to heal and all the different things that come with that. But I'm but I'm just trying to say, like, if you have a child and you notice that the child is stumbling a lot or they're falling a lot or they want you to carry them, they don't want to walk or the child is constantly saying things hurt. Children don't know yet enough to lie. So if they're saying, Mommy, my feet hurt, or something, you know, I don't like the way I walk or something, you need to get that checked. Child children generally won't make up stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And growing pains isn't always necessarily normal. Because the pain is a gift from God. It's something it's telling us something. If you feel pain, there's a reason you're feeling pain. Mm-hmm. There's something there that's causing the pain. So it should be addressed. Good point.
1: Interesting conversation,
0: Dr. Richmond. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's show with Dr. Richmond. Sponsored by the Richmond Foot and Ankle Clinic. The clinic is located at 1323 West 3rd Street in Dayton, Ohio. Zip code 45402. To book an appointment, call 937-228-3668. Or you can learn more at richfeet.org.